This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with two legends of the Formula 5000 era, John Bow and Kevin Bartlett. I hope you'll stay with us. Tony Whitlock caught up with John Bow and Kevin Bartlett to talk to them about the new era of Formula 5000 that starts at the Australian Grand Prix this weekend. I'm here with Kevin Bartlett, who's working diligently at the Phillip Island Festival of Motorsport, which he's been at for many years in his role as DSA and DSO. What I'm wanting to talk to him about is one of the long-time champions of Formula 5000 in, in his era, was a champion of Gold Star and both uh, nationally and internationally. And Kevin, just wanted to hear your comments on this new S5000. Well, uh, the, the S5000 concept, albeit restricted to, uh, a, let's say, a basic layer car that can't be played with, I, it rankles a few people who are used to the old Ford Chevrolet thing, but that doesn't count in this case. It, this, what this does, in my humble opinion, is it brings it back to be, let's say, a super Formula 3. And and the new, the newer uh, 2.4, 2.5 uh, litre um, Formula, Formula 3 cars are quite a, quite a weapon. Yep. But we can't afford here to keep running that sort of engine, like the mega chrome engines and, and, and that you have in Formula 3000. So using a modular engine that's that's got long life, it's restricted in RPM. Uh, the gearboxes are bulletproof. All of the gear on the car are bulletproof. It allows people to get into a category that's not going to change under their feet. It's going to stay. I mean, there may be modifications in the future to various things, but that'll have to be clinically analysed, i.e. tyre, compound, a type of brake, or, or, or some expansion somewhere along the line. That may happen. But let's get it off the ground, let's do it first, and then and then sort it out as we go, but not change it as we go. Sort it out, get it in mind, and then after a period of time, review what we've got. And then if modifications are agreed upon by everybody, okay, go ahead and do those modifications. But until that point in time, I, I hear a lot of the people that drive and say, oh, hasn't got enough downforce. Hey, live with it. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, if you can't drive it without downforce, you shouldn't be out there. One of the things I found so encouraging was Timmy Macro, and I'm sure you know him and have spoken to him from your days' involvement in Formula 3, for instance, with Michael Caruso, I remember that well. Yeah. One of the things Timmy said almost when he got out of the car for the first time at Sandown Race was, these cars aren't easy to drive, and I thought, fantastic, because the last thing we need... Yeah. It's an easy driven car, some of the, the older blokes could buy and, and afford to buy and go race because we don't want them in there. We want the younger blokes in there. There's nothing like an ill handling, uh, uh, well, what they call, just one second, that we need to put the young blokes in. It's certainly a more economic package to put them in a car here, such as this, than to experiment, take them out of say, a Formula Ford or a go-kart and send them to England to run in the hurly-burly of Formula Renault or Formula 3. Horrendous sign-on fees, etc., etc. The cost is terrible. And throw them into the mix over there. It's better, in my opinion, that for a modest amount of money, a modest in comparison yep. amount of money, that they 
find some ground here, and if they stand out here, then is the point in time where they should investigate whether they're good enough in their own right to go and, and, and run in Europe and, and, and to try and get into Formula One, or the ones that don't can quite easily go to the American scene and run in the American scene because the cars are comparable. They're more comparable than running than running out of a Formula Ford into a into an Indy car, for instance. They're more comparable than running out of a go kart and going into the current European Formula Three. Yes, it's a very competitive series. They're, the cars are very powerful. They're, they're excellent motor cars. Let alone you could never expect any of those people to progress straight into GP two. That's an impossibility cost-wise, uh, let alone talent-wise. They've got to come up as far as the talent's concerned. And we know quite well there are some very talented youngsters here. And John Bow's thoughts? S5000. Yes. And a number of your friends and backers in Brian Boyd and John McMillan yes. are heavily involved and have been. And I'd just like to, you to tell us what not so much about the mechanicals of the car, but about what you think this will do for Australian racing. I think it's way overdue, and the two people you mentioned, there's been other people behind the scenes, of course, driving the process. It's been a long process because the car chassis started off as one thing and it didn't meet homologation standards with the FIA, and it's just been long and long-winded as as these things can be but it, it's so overdue for Australia because you know as you you were around in the the glory days of Formula 5000 it's a fantastic category the big powerful noisy difficult to drive cars and that's what we've needed I think they've got aerodynamic performance but it's not silly performance yes. as in the you know the world sports cars or formula one is where the the, the aero performance is so high that the, the average person even the educated person couldn't imagine it these cars have got aero performance possibly of a of a gt car gt3 yeah. cars that race in australia and they've got better power to weight ratio and they've got quite tough tires so they're all all ingredients but they're modern they, they look modern, they are modern, they're modern construction, beautiful, lovely carbon tub, they've got paddle shifts and all that nice stuff on them yes. that, that is modern motor racing. Because if they didn't have that, they might as well be racing in historic races. So it's got all the ingredients. And one of the other things which was actually on demonstration at Sandown, unfortunately for Matthew Braben and Alex Davison, was they appear to be very safe. Oh yes, I think you know as, as safe as a racing car can be. I yeah. mean, they are, you know, they are homologated chassis with the FIA, so they're to current safety standards as GP2 is, as all you know, yeah. Formula One is, all that sort of stuff. So, so they are very modern cars, yeah. but um, they've got a, a, a an engine that's um, a spec engine, but a good engine. Sounds good, gives good performance. Should do quite a lot of kilometres between, you know, servicing, rebuilds, and things. So it's 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 got all the ingredients for us as a country to find our next Formula One driver. Yeah. You know, and at the moment we don't look like we're going to have one for a while, yeah. other than Dan Ricardo. So, and these guys that have put this Australian Racing Group that have put all this together, committed. A lot of money and a massive amount of effort to make it all work, and it's. I think it's exciting. You know, the cars are exciting. They 
it's attracting the right sort of drivers. Um, you know, I, I reckon it's awesome because I remember I drove in the, the later years of Formula Five Thousand. They uh, they sit, you know make your hair stand on end on the back of your neck. So these things are like that. You know, I was at Sandown as you were, and you watch the guys that no one treats them lightly. They're not easy. They're not, I, and I that's remember, what a race car should be. Yeah, I remember Tim Macro getting out, and the, one of the first things that talking to him about, and him saying was that these are hard to drive. Yes. And and that's exactly what we want. Because what we, we don't want. want a comfortable car. We don't want one that someone anyone can get into. And no, well, like the, the, you know, the later years of Formula 3 here, they were going over Lukey Heights flat Yeah. in top gear. I mean, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that I, means it's too easy. I remember uh, Scotty Dixon uh, telling me some years ago that um, in Formula Holdens and, you know, not enough was made of that car, which, you know, was, of course, late 90s. Mm. Um, and Holden obviously put an enormous amount of money into it um, in building the engines for it. Um, but Scotty Dixon said, if you can drive one of those things fast, you can drive any open-wheeler fast mm. because they were difficult cars. Yes, yes, yeah, that's um, right. So that wasn't... Uh, and uh, Yeah, it, it sort of succeeded for a little while, but it didn't succeed long enough and I think it was part of that was the the sound yeah you know they sounded they were v6 yeah, yeah. and they sounded flat yes uh, and it just this s5000 they sound good they sound like the old 5000s yeah. did to be honest so that's all we have time for this week on inside motorsport until next time round keep smiling and bye for now inside motorsport is produced by thunder media for the community radio network